Okay, so now we just need an intro. Uh, something like... Friendly sparring with Leo and Joe's. Friendly sparring. The friendliest sparring with Leo and Joe's. Friendly sparring. That's it. Ah, all right, cool. Let's start the show. Yep. Welcome to the Friendly Sparring Podcast, the podcast where one of us was just cast in a very well-known musical, and the other one is couch surfing. I'm your host, Leo, with my beautiful host, Juice. Juice is the person that just got cast, and I am couch surfing, as most of our patrons can see, um, my backpack and this Jurassic Park poster behind me. Juice, uh, hiatus for a little bit of time, huh? Oh, We've both been busy. Life got in the way. It did. Technical difficulties got in the way last time. I was so mad, dude. We we tried for an hour. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty rough and tumble. But here we are to answer um, all your MMA questions uh, with a little bit of spin of humor, as we always do. Um, I'm very stoked to get into it. Juice, uh, go ahead and tell people what's been going on. It's been two weeks uh you just you're in a play yeah i'm in a play now but it was kind of done just to like help kate out well kate got cast and they also asked me to do it um like to help the director out you know the whatever it's literally the it's a neil simon play called rumors that people may be familiar with or familiar with with neil simon and there's a there's two cops that come in at the end and one cop has like a lot and the other cop has literally two lines, and that's my part. That's that guy. The two lines. They're like, yeah. And this theater, I suppose. No, I wouldn't do it this way. I've always thought I would, but I I've since then changed my mind. This theater doesn't really hold auditions. They just like ask people they know, like they have sort of like their stable of of actors. It's almost like being in a company. Mm-hmm. Like, because like a lot of the actors I work with on this show, they're like, "Yeah, I just do shows here," and I'm like, "Really? Hmm. What's that like?" Because it's not been fun for me here. Because um, one guy is an absolute piece of shit. Which were oh really? Um, is it your other police yeah. officer guy? No, 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 no. He's lovely. That guy's amazing. He's actually from well, not from. I think originally from Jersey, but we have a, a group text, and uh, and there's an eight one eight number in there, and I was like, huh. The valley's in the chat here. Whoa. Yeah. And he was like, Yeah, I'm a valley boy. He's like probably 50. I don't know, maybe late 40s. Anyway. Mm, definitely not a boy. Yeah. Yeah. He was in, yeah. Um, he he was uh he lived in LA for like 11 years, like the valley and everything. Um, so I was like, fuck yeah. Yeah, sounds like my future. But um I have a little anecdote to tell after that. I'm pretty sure I've told you this story. Um but no, the one of the like guys, I don't know if he's on the board or like whatever, but like it's a piece he's of shit. An absolute piece of shit. Yeah. I see. I don't want to say his name or what he's done, just in case anyone's like whatever. Probably not. Yeah, listening. Like, yeah, but it's a piece of shit. Yeah. And like, so this is his policy, but I think it might also be the theater. And this is a, the other thing that like whether it's him or the theater, both are bad. Cause if it's him, mm. I don't want to like work there to like you know, because because of him and it's a theater, so well, I definitely don't want to work there no matter what. No one's supposed um, to have too dark a melanin. Someone, 
I mean, because of the nature of the area we live in, like that's yeah, kind of happens, <laughs> but that's definitely given. not a rule. He's not. Like, I mean, he may be, to be honest with you, but that wouldn't prevent anyone from casting anyone. Yeah, they got it. I'm sorry, go on. Um, because like I said the last show they did, they had like pictures of everybody, and there was a black guy there. So 100, that's a thing. Um, no, this guy. Uh, one of my cast members told told me a story like a few years prior like the first show that they did at the theater, they wanted to put stand up to cancer in their bio. And uh, this guy was like, no, I'm taking it out. We don't put political statements. Hey man, cancer's not political. Fuck you. And everyone that looks like you, I was like, no. And I like, I get not doing political statements. Like it's a slippery slope. Like you, Hey, the cancer's not a slippery slope. It's literally like fly the concourse. Like, well, you're gonna alienate half your fan base. Like, no, no, there are, there are no one. There, no, one pro pro, pro <laughs> no one is pro pro hates. No one is pro cancer, dude. Yeah, was gonna be like, oh, these people are fucking advocating for for fighting cancer. I love cancer. Like, I'm not gonna go see this production of fucking rumors. Fiddler on the roof. Fucking also, AR Garney's the dining room. Fuck this. AR Garney's the AR. There's actually, it's funny that you say that. <laughs> it's funny that you say that because um, one of my, so remember when I, like right before COVID, I cut my hair because I was casting. I do remember being, that. Yeah. Importance of being earnest. That show got canceled. Never did it. But the director, we stayed in touch and she came and uh, she was like, yeah, we just did AR Gurney's The Dining Room. <laughs> or they're casting for it or oh that's right it's in the spring of next year they're like we're casting for it at this other place you should come out and i was like you yeah, should okay. do that play yeah tell me more that... about it off camera because because i'd love to hear more about it yeah it's it's simple cool it's a fun play uh very very the, the only downside is that it's like um around the same time as the stone church shakespeare play and i'm oh. like well, i can't do that Especially if I'm directing, which may happen. Anyway. Oh, that's right. That's the guy, Roman Julie. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Um, well, that's cool. Oh, yeah. And then also let them know. And then, yeah. And then also, so yeah, that's rumors that's going on this month, every weekend in August. T Cross may or may not come, but I'm definitely fucking making T Cross come to this next one. I just got cast in Matilda, the musical. And you guys may have, I mean, if you're, in, if you grew up in the 80s or 90s, like you fucking saw Matilda, it came out like 93. Um, like, you saw Matilda with with Mara Wilson and Dane DeVito, um, those two people. Yeah. yeah, well, and what's funny is like it's based on the book. It was a raw doll book, so I think they're supposed to be British. But like, Dane DeVito sure as fuck could not play British. No, and like I'm pretty sure they said it because of that in the like in like new like the East Coast of of the US, like New Jersey or something like. Mm -hmm definitely that's what Danny DeVito sounds like to me anyway and like but I'm pretty sure Trunchbull who's the character I got which is a fucking beast of a role um, I'm pretty sure the actress and the character was British yes like they still made her British and I was like well, why <laughs> bro don't even we're not even talking yeah. that happens so much but, in American culture by the way uh, one, yeah 100% but the musical sucked that they're like no no everyone's gonna be British so like there's a song that the dad has because you know the, the the parents Matilda's parents are like treat her like shit and they're like stupid and they're like why are you reading books you fucking idiot or whatever yeah but yeah like is one of the yeah. songs called a pound or a dollar what's the difference <laughs> no it's so British <laughs> 
fish and no, chips or is it fish and fries? Which is it? This fucking there's a song that that the dad has called Telly. And he's like, all oh, I know, I learned from telly. The telly. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> and he was like, you could tell by the size of my big telly just how clever of a fella I am. It's so very British. Ridiculous. So British. Um, and I'm I'm going to be in it in November. It's this like second and third weekend of November. Love Opening it. night is 11th. So it's like 11, 12, 13th, 18, 19, 20th, I think. Um, and what's what's cool about it also is like, it was cool. There's a couple of things like the um the director is was one of my castmates in shrek and they, mm-hmm. they're just like the loveliest person like they came to see hamlet and they gave me the best compliment of anyone which is amazing and and also like call like theaters here mostly and this is probably true in like you know other places you just get like an email they're like hey we're offering you whatever even my stone church director who like we talk on the phone sometimes and like you know have a good rapport when he sends out cat he'll send an email she called and she was like, you know, I really want you to be in this role and like did it all by phone for I, I'm supposed to get an official email, I think, but like did it all by phone. I was just like, this is amazing. Um, what's it called? That that theater that I'm doing it at, it's called Spotlight Players. Personally, I, I think that that's more. I think that that is that should be the standard only because only in the sense that you're going to be working with this person for a long time. Well, yeah. And I mean, at least for the big roles. Like it depends. Like if they, if it's a cast of thirty, I'm not expecting the director to make thirty sure. phone calls. You know what I mean? Sure, but any, but I mean, of the, you know, let's say there's, I mean, let's say there's only eight roles in a in a play, but there's probably more. Like ensemble and stuff like that's a different story. But anyone that has yeah. a name, calling that you're working with this person, you're gonna be knowing yeah. them by name. Like you might as well. Like the informal nature needs to stop at that point because you're like, first, first of all, you did the audition, yeah. you have the relationship with them, you're trying to create a stronger relationship with them, so it's just like. Yeah, that's the process should happen anyway. But yeah, no, it was it was, it was yeah. great that she did. And this theater, I don't know if they did this in the before times as well, like pre-pandemic, but um, they have done it since and I, because of COVID. Like people, you know, getting sick and dropping out or whatever, they double cast every role so that they have like coverage, like not just an understudy. They literally like, okay, you're going to be double cast. I'm like, I don't know about that. I don't yeah. have. Um, I, I think they're going to get an understudy but like a true understudy where it's like backup. But uh-huh. as far as I know, I'm this role, every production, every oh, great. performance. And so I'm like, fuck yeah. Fantastic. That's great, man. Yeah. So I can't fucking wait for that. I, um, I wish that anyone in the area could come see it. It's in Matawan if you're in New Jersey. Um, but uh, like I said, not going to offend me if you don't. And obviously most of our listeners are not in New Jersey. Right. Great. Well, Leo, how about those fucking fights last night? Or, uh, yeah, two two nights two ago. Nights ago. Uh, great. We are recording on Monday. Uh, yeah, they were they were they were good. I mean, I heard the prelims were full of bangers. Um, full disclosure, I uh yeah. only saw the main card. Yeah, I uh, look thinking back, they definitely were full of bangers. I, I'm I'm looking back at the um because I remember you texted right me like me and Dave L early like this fucking fight card is. Yeah, it wasn't fire. too bad. Um. I mean, let me see. I'm trying to think of like the fights that I pointed out. I mean, the loopy uh, Angela Hill fight was good. Angela Hill won. Um, yeah, dude. I was like, remember we talked about that? I was like, oh fuck, like my my girl's gonna lose, you know, with Ange, and like you know, we're we're obviously big on loopy, but I'm like, you know, Angela's been my girl. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty pretty amazing. I mean, Angela really did a really great job, and and 
really showed why she's still in the top um, top 15. Um, that beautiful, if you if you saw it, I, I just have to assume you saw the uh, the knockout from Josh Quinlan on uh, Jason Witt. Perfectly timed punch. I don't know if you saw no, it. No, I didn't it see from, that one. It was I was going to say, I saw the Angela Hill, like uh, I saw a quick highlight and I saw that she won. Yeah, the, I saw some uh, of the other highlights, but I didn't see the Josh. Yeah, Quinlan. yeah Josh Quinlan knocked the fuck out of Jason Witt cold, and and, and mm. didn't do any follow up shots. Like that's how bad it was. He he knocked him out, and he was like about to do he a hammer fist him. on his face, and then just just backed off. Uh, like maybe I would say like a second right before the bereft got there. So, um, yeah, there was some pretty good fights on the on the on the prelim. Um, but as you saw the. The main card, we're going to talk about the main card, recap it a little bit. Uh, hey, man, Jill Mershart. Oh, love dude. it. Love, love to, to see, see it. it. His striking has never looked better. Yeah. And I'm happy that he used the, I was gonna the say he's to... almost like the like middleweight version of Paul Craig, but he's not. No, like... he's a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit more he aggressive. Sat... He sat Bruno down a few times and like that's a. I, I maybe he doesn't have the finishing power or whatever, or he wants the sub because like he could have got a TKO with that. Just with he, punches, yeah. Yeah, he dropped him and he really like, kept going. And I was like, but okay. he, but he, he like really made sure it looked like he was going for like a the the guillotine in it. Um, and I think he did go for the guillotine. I just he just snatched that neck up quick. Um, so he, yeah, he definitely could have, he definitely could have, uh, he definitely could have, um, done tko if he would have just kept swinging fast he definitely would have got the tko but i'm happy that he went for the sub and then he called out um petroski yeah well petroski had called a member of the singapore card it was like you know he probably wanted a fucking vacation to singapore makes sense but um he was like yeah fucking gm3 needs an opponent or whatever and then he was like all right Andre Petrovsky, if you still want to, here's Gerald Mearshaw, been in the UFC for years at this point. He's like, all right, guy that just got the Ultimate Fighter contract, mm, why don't you come on down? That's a good, I think it's a great fight. Actually, he didn't even get, well, I mean, he got signed off the Ultimate Fighter. He didn't win Ultimate Fighter. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, we'll see what happens with him. I mean, I think he's going to do amazing, amazing things, as they always do. Uh, amazing. Going on to the, Going on to the next fight with uh, Priscilla Ketchwitta versus Ariana Lipsky. Hey, man, Ketchwitta just said, I said, ah, fuck the hype, and just <laughs> just aggressively yeah, fuck Lipsky up. So she won very heavy-handedly in that. I mean, obviously, round one, what, a minute in? Jeez. Um, yeah, just just super aggressive. Uh, never let up, and, and she... Punch the fuck out of her face. You love to see it. Arnie Lipsky was like playing with fire there because she like was landing some punches on Cachueta. Trying to formulate my words here. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, like her, she looks like cleaner, but like Cachueta lived with her nickname and just was like walking through and eating them. And I was like, no, I'm going to get this fucking knockout if it kills me. Yeah. And, and it didn't. And she got the knockout. Um, I'm trying to remember this Devin Clark, uh, Azamad Mirzakhanov fight. You watched this. Um, I did. <laughs> I, no, did I, watch I did. Ju- I just watch it. 
um that's the so that's the guy and I, like when i announced it i was like okay who the fuck is that and they reminded me, like that's the guy that knocked out tefan chukwi mm-hmm. the russian dude and i was like oh okay um what does it say did he win by decision or victory uh or like a stop it was a ko round ko three. that's right yeah he fucking knocked the fuck out of him <laughs> the Devin clark yeah right Oh man, we are really in good form here, huh? Yeah, we're so rusty. It's we're been a so while. rusty tromboning it. I was also uh, like, "Hey, we have a lot of forum questions and a time crunch. Let's uh, like just kind of mostly do that." And you're like, "Let's recap the fights too." Well, we might as well. Um, yeah, the next fight, the women's strawweight fight. The, I mean, the next two fights are such big bangers. I mean, Yasmin and. Yeah, I was like, how Wait. are two like you know debutants, or at least one of them is a debutant? I thought both though, like third fight on the main card. I was like, holy shit, dude! They, they were delivered. slanging. They were slanging every so single round, <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I couldn't tell I was who like, was gonna win. Yeah. But then um, seeing Yasmin, like, it's weird to say that they both they were both incredibly aggressive with each other. I think both of them were pushing the pace. I don't think there was a time where I was like, oh, uh, you know this looks like one of them is backing down a little bit more. So no, they literally as the movie title is, they never back down. So yeah. Just like 2008's never back down starring Cam Gigande and Jamin mm-hmm. Hansu. We, yep. And, and it was a really good fight. Uh, it it might've become fight of the night. If it wasn't for Nate Landwehr versus David Onama, ladies and gentlemen, a lot of people I'm sure as they saw it, happen was uh, it probably has fight of the year potential heavily um i mean david onama in that first round was really putting it on nate like really hardcore and and i was pretty sure that he was going to be getting um the win within that first round yeah and nate lamware proved to be a drunk dumb son of a bitch that will not go down i mean like they were both fighting uh being gassed in the very last round but they did not stop punching each other and and onama weirdly enough even though he lost um in the last round there was a couple times where i was like man if he would have struck if he would have um he was still swinging with power so but dude that that fight was just so much grit and they and they yes like was just being his you know can i say redneck that feels offensive but anyways his redneck self was just uh mm. getting the crowd hyped you know moving out um and and staying in there but he got rocked a couple times too and i don't know man it was a it was a good needle mover fight that's what i called him a needle mover uh, fight uh, but it definitely was you mean like my, pendulum swing Yes. Like momentum mm-hmm. shifting. Yes. Uh, momentum shifting. Yes. Uh, it, and, and at the very, like I said, in the third round, Nate was pretty much coasting, but like I said, David Nama woke up a couple times and swung on Nate and, and landed. And I was like, Oh, okay. Like this fight is not over at all. Um, yeah. Dude, I, was- say I hated the fuck out of his post-fight interview. Like you told me how good this fight was. I saw the timeline was popping off about this fight. So I knew it was amazing. And like, I had to fast forward, but I, you know, ESPN doesn't like give you a preview, so you kind of have to just stop. And I hit stop, like right as they were reading the decision. I was like, all right, I'll just let me just watch the fucking post interview, whatever. And 
DC was like, oh, just one of the best fights we've seen in a long time. And like, why say even Joe Martinez was like, one more time for these UFC Warriors or whatever. Yeah. So I was like, everyone loved this fight. And then he, and then San Diego was going crazy. And he's like, hey, hey, quiet down. Mama didn't raise no bitch. I, like, <laughs> I mean, you did not need them to quiet down for that, bro. Shut, shut the fuck up. And then he, he, he just kept screaming like a, like a gun and redneck, like you said, being like, oh, oh, I'm the toughest motherfucker and I can fight pretty too. Yeah. Or whatever. I was like, hey, man. I mean, like you. I said, props to them for giving that card a big pop. But the, like I said, the, the girls fight before them, this fight, and then the main event, um, all great bangers. I mean, do you have anything else to say about the fight? No, I assume not. No. So let's. No. Yeah, let's move on to the main event. Um, Chito! Let's hear it for him. I mean, oh, dude. Very reserved also, in like, this fight. One of the best, like, modern Dominic Cruz performances, I think. Yeah, like, I since, think. Since, you know, getting knocked out, or not knocked out, but, like, absolutely tooled up for five rounds by Cody Garbrandt. You know, like the, Gar- the Dominic Cruz that, like, came back, you know, three years, you know, after that layoff. We had many long layoffs, but like, wasn't it like? I can't remember. Did he take the the the, the fight against Dominic Cruz or uh, against himself? Uh, fucking Cody Garbrandt took three years, came back, and immediately fought Henry Cejudo. Is that? Did I make that up? I think or, that's right. I think so too, but I'm not entirely certain. Because I remember he had a fight scheduled, like he was supposed to fight like Lineker at one point or something, and that fought fall through. He had a bunch of fall throughs, but like I don't know, Dominic Cruz. I mean the kid, the Casey Kenny fight was he looked pretty good, but not like vintage. He looked a little slow. This one he was fast and he was aggressive, like more aggressive than Dominic Cruz usually is. I was like, he's got something to prove, you know. Yeah, I was, but she was, I was te- like. I was texting with Dave Allen and we, he, we were talking about him and, and I was saying that I think his quickness really like took, like took away from his effectiveness of, as his effective striking. So like as fast as he was to get there, it just wasn't as effective because he hit Cheeto a lot of times, but it just never really affected Cheeto too much. And Cheeto knocked Dominic Cruz down at least three or four times during that whole entire fight, uh, including the last kick to the face. Um, uh, but I just mean that, like, I, I, I think Dom looked great. I just think that the effectiveness of his striking, I think if he would have just, I think he could have won the fight if he would have just had more effective striking. I think his quickness was great, but he just didn't, he just didn't put it on um, uh, Tito enough. And Tito just weathered the storm the entire time and picked his shots and got yeah. it done. It was a very impressive performance by Tito. And it was a pretty important progressive important performance in a loss by Dominic Cruz. Yeah. So we'll um, see where he goes from here. I, that I, kick with the faint into the oh bro. I mean, I mean, on the replay, seeing him get his nose broken was pretty intense. Oof, yeah, he fuck. fucking kicked his nose off. It was pretty bad. So uh so yeah, that was the the fight card. So now we're gonna we're going to quickly move along to the uh, the forum because it's going to be a longer forum. Yes. Because uh, we have backed up um, questions and we're going to we're going to try to answer all of them as best we possibly can. 
Perfect. I don't think we need to take a break. Do we need to take a break? We don't need to take a break. All right, we're going to play this first one from the homie T-Cross. T-Cross sent in three questions, I think, since... Yeah, since since the hiatus. And uh, some of these are going to be dated. Like I said, I I didn't even have time to listen to most of these. That's how busy I've been. And so these could be about the fights that, you know, have happened since we last recorded. Like the first two from from T-Cross... July 30th and July 31st. Perfect. Can't wait. So yeah, we're, we're, we're over the two week mark on that. Yeah. 15 days ago. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. What's up guys. It's your boy T cross. Uh, so I'm watching the prelims right now. Jocelyn Edwards versus uh, Jin Yoon Kim. I think I hope I pronounced that correctly. And after the first round, they showed the corner and is it just me? Or when they show corners and have people interpreting the corners because they're in different languages, do the interpreters actually know what the fuck they're talking about? Or are corners that don't speak English just bad corners? Because, I mean, I hear these interpreters try to translate what these guys are saying. And I, I, I think it's the first one that they don't actually fucking understand these guys. Because like it's bad. This corner work is bad, or uh, or the interpreters don't actually understand different languages. What do you guys think? I, I no, think I honestly only, think it's like I think the only good interpreter is the Brazilian interpreter, the guy that does um, what's that guy's the Will name? Will Forte guy. Yes, the guy who looks just like Will Forte. Only because, and I, I think a lot of people say it's just because of the fact of his passion, the way he delivers, the way the, the fighters speak. Um, so uh, if there's any other, other translators that, that don't do well, then, uh, sorry, if there's any other translators, they probably don't do as well as him. Um, and, and to be honest with you, maybe the cornering advice is bad. Uh, you know, I... I mean, yeah, it, it could be both, but I would say mostly it's like, if you ask a translator like what's the worst like situation to translate something it's like when people are just like yelling shit like mm. you can tell they definitely pick and choose like what when they like for sure know what's saying because because even like the good guy when when he translates the corner i'm like how much of that did he get yeah like he's good mm-hmm. he's really good but he'll be like yeah keep pushing more Let's try the and sometimes to like correct himself. You know, like normally when he's trying, like when you have a situation of like I'm asking a question, perfectly translate the question. Okay, I'm gonna answer it, perfectly translate the answer, like in a very more like specified format. And you can be like, I, I remember the 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 guy that used to have that would translate the Portuguese was also pretty good. He just wasn't as animated and couldn't do like long sentences like this guy can. Or yeah. like you know to like remember the whole thing, and it's that's a memory thing. It's not like a, you know translator ability really. Like that guy's just fucking incredible. But like, yeah. I I watched a a thing where he would he translated the press conference one time, like where they didn't have a translator up on stage. Like he was translating a live stream of it. Like it was I guess it was just for like Brazilian media or whatever, and it wasn't as good. And I'm like, yeah, because it's not ideal situation. Like it's. It's really, I for me, like about the language, not about yeah. the work of the corner. I mean, if I'm honest, like you know, it, depending on where the country is, like if they don't have a big MMA background, maybe it also is bad cornering. But like, 
you know, it's more, it's more so the translator, I think. Yeah. Agreed. <clears throat> All right. Here's another one from Tay Cross. What's up, fellas? It's T Cross again, talking to you right after the main event. So my question is kind of a two-parter. Um, first off, I hate when people make excuses after a loss. But when Amanda Nunes came out and said that she had a bad knee in the first fight, she couldn't run. Um, I I understood that because that happened to me in the past as well. Um, but it was evident that that actually was the case with the fact the, the way that she just fought. Um, so I see people saying online they want to see a trilogy. After that bad of a one-sided beating, you know, even though Juliana is a fucking animal and just kept coming back, throwing up submissions. Do we want to see that again? Um, and if not, what's next for both ladies? Thanks guys. Love you. I fucking love you too, dude. I was, uh, you know, obviously texting with T cross even during the hiatus. So I've been, uh, glad to keep in contact with him about the fights and stuff. And, um, what's next, what's next. Um, I, okay. About the trilogy thing. And I wasn't like an MMA fan at this time, but I've, I've gone back and watched, I think, I don't know if I've watched all of them, but they, I, I reminded me of Kane JDS. JDS knocked Kane out in like 90 seconds. Mm-hmm. And then they had two other fights that Kane won that were just like wars. And this could be like revisionist history, but I thought Kane beat the fuck out of JDS in those other fights. Um, now, granted, like I see what you're saying. We're talking about like, you know, potentially the greatest of all time and like someone who got choked out by a kickboxer. Like, mm. <laughs> but, but to, to my earlier point, like I could see them doing a choice. Like, do I want it? I don't like, I definitely don't need it, but also like, what other contenders are there at women's bantamweight? Like, yeah, you know, I mean, I've kind of been wanting to see like Irene Aldana in there because I think her striking could be interesting, but like Amanda probably would wrestle her like she did GDR. Uh, I, you know, I think that, uh, I think that a trilogy, like, you know, unfortunately, like with Amanda's knee being the way that it was seeing her lose uh specifically against the opponent that she heavy handedly you know she when she beat juliana everyone was like well there's no reason to ask the question uh i just think that because she did lose to juliana opinion she's always going to have that so unfortunately like I, I think a trilogy is important um but as far as like ticket sales of what's next uh amanda and valentina are gonna have to go at it I don't know when. I don't, I don't know, know about ticket sales, though. I mean, it depending on where it is. Like, if they obviously go like to Valentina's end of the world, you know, that's gonna fucking sell out a massive arena, or you know, it probably could sell out a arena in Brazil if they go to Brazil. Um, yeah, I just I don't know. Like that. That's what what makes the most pop sense for the organization. Um, that trilogy makes the most sense to me. Um, but I don't know. Let me see. I'm looking at the Bantamweight. Because, I mean, like you said, there isn't really anyone else. 
Yeah, I think that I think they're gonna have to do to that opinion, and they're gonna have to do it again. They're gonna have to do a trilogy. It, yeah, just for the sake of of timeline of like things to kind of like develop a little bit more. Like you said, I mean, there's not really anyone in the bantamweight uh, division, so they should do it. They should do a trilogy. I think I think Amanda Nunes should give her the 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 chance to redeem herself again. Uh, and, and to also get any other developing person to say like, this could be the next contender or solidify Valentina, um, uh, Amanda three. Right. Yeah. That's what, that's that my timeline. All right. I agree. All right. Next question is from the homie Ty fly guy from kicks right. and throw cuddles. Hey, Juice and Leo, it is Ty from the Front Kicks and Throw Cuddles podcast. It's all the night of fights. It's all the night of fights. Um, one question I want to bring up is when it comes to interim title fights. Uh, obviously, Brandon Moreno defeated Kai Car France to claim the interim belt. Um, but as far as interim belts are concerned, I'm finding it a little bit of just like a glorified number one contender belt, if that makes any sense. And there's been a lot of talks about a lot of interim belts. So my question for you this week is, if you can come up with one to three interim title fights that were actually legitimate and needed to be done, which ones were they? Let me know what you think. And of course, I love the show. I'll catch you later. Peace. I need a little bit of, I need a little bit of clarification. Are we <clears throat> are we picking interim title fights and the ones that we believe were necessary? Yeah, not ones that we I think, think so. should Is be it, necessary. Yeah, 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 I think he's talking about in the past. That's okay, got Which ones anyway. were necessary? Which ones were legit? You know, it's funny about interim titles. Like, I kind of have a similar feeling. Like, but also, like, I don't mind it. I don't complain as much. But I just wish they wouldn't call it an interim belt. Because an actual interim belt, like before the UFC sold to, to WME, they rarely did interim belts. They almost never did. And it was because like the actual thing of an interim belt is meant to be like if the champ is injured or out for a while and they need someone to be the champ, keep the division moving kind of thing, but the champ can come back. It's like, you know, it's so like not a thing. Um but like call it something else if you're going to do more of them and, and if you're going to do it with like three like francis and gano wins the heavyweight title in march oh let's do an interim in august like no. yeah 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 yeah. So, time, yeah so dumb like no but 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 call it like the contender belt or something like i'm perfectly fine with that you fucking made up the bmf yeah, maybe yeah, maybe like a t- the the top contender belt or something along those lines. Yeah, because the contender belt just sounds like the contender series thing. Something, so yeah, something along those lines. Right, because the idea is is that is that one of these two people would would be fighting the champion if circumstances were different. That's the idea, right? Yeah. One or the other guy would be fighting the champion. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, here's your list. My, well, like, one example that I think is legitimate um, Connor and Chad Mendez. 
Yeah. Connor was supposed to fight Aldo. Aldo hadn't defended in a while. I think actually his last defense was Mendez, mm-hmm. the, the the second one. Um, and it was like a year prior or something. And it was like, okay, man, like, when are you going to fight? And uh, he was injured. Chad stepped in. And then they had a unification bout in six months or whatever. Like, great. That's that's what an interim belt is. Um, all, another legitimate example. Uh, Michael Bisping was out. Like Robert Whitaker and Yoel Romero is the fight I'm thinking of, the, the first one. Yes. That was a legitimate interim title fight, in my opinion. Yeah, Dan Henderson and Michael Bisping fought their second fight in October of 2016, UFC mm-hmm. 204. You know, then International Fight Week, they want to have a title fight. Bisping can't make it, so they do an interim between Whitaker and Romero. So Bisping was trying to fight GSP, but he was mm-hmm. also, like, injured, couldn't fight. So, like, yeah, you know. The, there was a, there was a couple of things involved in that one. That one people don't think as legitimate because it's a little bit like shorter term. Like it's w- definitely within what is that eight months? I think uh, mm-hmm. eight or nine months. I think nine months. Um, but also, like the circumstances around it are important. It's not just the time. Yes, that's so, that's what I I wholeheartedly agree for any of the any of those fights. Um, any of the interim belts that happen it, it's it's circumstances of of the champion and circumstances of the two uh fighters you know someone's on a surge um uh you know big big fight win streak um you know massive war that they won before you know that that like i said but uh there's not many of them that are that are super that that were super legit. Once once the Francis Ngannou one happened, I think everyone was like, mm, "I don't really like this whole the the who is it? It was um, Cyril Gunn and uh, Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis, yeah, in Houston, baby. The year one year anniversary of that just came up, and I was looking at my timeline. I wanted to like message Isha. We had such a great time and like meeting Sandy Pants at the fucking uh, Mo Betta Brews. There's this vegan restaurant in Houston called Mo. I don't know if they they definitely spell it Mo like uh-huh. short for more and more. Yeah, I can't remember if they spell it Betta or like better and just pronounce it Betta. But like mm-hmm. it's Mo, Mo Betta Brews in Houston. Such good fucking Houston food, dude. You gotta love it. Um, what, a, what an amazing day! I was so horny that day. <laughs> Definitely should not say that on the podcast. That's okay. Anyway, it's okay. Dude. Yeah, let's keep moving. That's what our podcast is about. It's about revealing truths. Um, we never lie on this podcast. Ever have we ever lied? <laughs> never. Um. Yeah. So, wait. Did you have anything you want to say, or should we move on? No, we should move on. Definitely for time's sake, moving on. Thank you, uh, Ty, for the great question. Definitely guys, check out the Front Kicks and Throw Cuddles podcast. Here is uh, D Crohn's. To the French. Get Juicy calls. Leo, what the fuck's up, guys? Uh, pretty fun night of fights. Um, the main event. <laughs> the first time. Let's talk conspiracy theories. Pena and Amanda, the first time. Uh, I think it was one of the biggest discrepancies that we've had in the UFC bet betting wise. 
Um, my conspiracy theory is uh, the lioness had a shit ton of money on Pena. <laughs> and then she coasted for a bit and came back to reclaim her title. Uh, that choke didn't look deep. I, I just, I don't know. What's your conspiracy theory? I would love to hear one from each of you. And I want to hear what you think about mine. Love you guys. Cannot wait to listen to the show. Peace. It's that is not a bad conspiracy theory, uh, especially with the, you know, um, Amanda is just becoming a mom, like get a little bit of extra cheddar on that. And her legacy comes back and she has a comeback story. She doesn't, she doesn't have a comeback story other than this one, right? Like she, she was always just whipping ass. Yeah. She's not like a Charles Oliveira situation. Is she? What do you mean? Like in the way, like Charles Oliveira, like has a comeback story. Like he, his record was bad at one point. Oh, and I don't yes. think I don't think Amanda's was right. Well, so like initially she had a little bit, but she was also like in Brazil and like when she went, when she got with American Top Team, she was good. She was like she had lost in the UFC to Kat Zingano. Like she had a little bit once she fine tuned and when she went on that run, yeah, it. Mm, No, yeah, Charles was definitely different. His was extended for a long time. Yeah, yeah right. Okay, very cool. Um, yeah, but that's a good that's a good conspiracy theory. Um, I, do, I also think that like what what's the word I'm looking for? COVID. Amanda had COVID. Is a conspiracy theory. Yeah, go. go <laughs> Is that what you're gonna say? Yeah. <laughs> No. <laughs> What's your favorite conspiracy theory? COVID. COVID. My favorite. No, um, Amanda had COVID. And like Megan Anderson went on. This is where like the moment I was pretty sure that Amanda was going to win before like before the fight. Megan Anderson was on Ariel's show and she was like, that's not the Amanda I fought. And again, like Megan got brutalized. So it's like, oh, whatever. Like talking about she was talking about the first fight. She was like, no. You could see it was different. Like, that's not the Amanda I fought. And I was like. Yeah. I mean, there's there's levels to this, as they say. And uh, there's reverse to this. (laughs) I said that, dude. I'm so dumb. dumb. We have such a weird energy and we're rusty. Yeah, it's okay. We'll we'll get it back. Don't worry. Not one of our stronger episodes, but we're fine. Yeah, definitely not one of our weaker episodes. Yeah, definitely just like a like a medium episode. J-E-I. Definitely like definitely like a meaty cock yeah, of an like episode. Medium. Yeah. yeah, TWIP more like it. Yeah, I can't wait till this episode's called the meaty episode. The meaty episode. Meaty. We're calling it the meaty episode. Yeah, we're calling you. it the nice and beefy you. We're calling wheel. it the meaty episode. All right. Uh, Thank you, D. Conspiracy. Oh, wait, no, Juice, what's your conspiracy theory? COVID. <laughs> but not COVID, like Amanda having COVID. That's your conspiracy theory? Is that is that she had COVID the first fight? Yeah, isn't that... Did I misunderstand the question? We definitely don't have time for me to go back and reanalyze and re-listen and, and formulate a conspiracy theory. No, that's like, okay. I just meant like any conspiracy theory of... of Oh, and it definitely is, was it, like, is it specifically about Amanda and, and Julia? Like, why the fluke happened? Yeah, like, a healthy Amanda would not have lost the first fight. Oh, uh, Amanda didn't get her pussy eaten out by uh, Nina. 
That's right. Wasn't Nina pregnant? No, she was already because Amanda had her baby when she fought Megan before. My so. conspiracy theory involves muff diving. Muff diving. Why are you deaf? <laughs> Why did I you go like, deaf? All of a I no, I made like a yawn, like a yawning kind of like I didn't yawn, but like Muff what diving. happened in my like soft palate was like. I'm not I'm fucking making fun of deaf people, dude. Yeah, he is. But anyway, that's it. Episode. That's it. That's all it is. That's stupid. Why are we going back? Okay. Um. Yeah. So that's my that's my theory. That's a yeah. I mean, do you remember when? Uh, remember that video clip you showed me of GSP? Whenever uh, I can't remember that fighter convinced him. Um, I was was uh accusing him of cheating, and he was like, "That's right, I did. I hired that guy to kiss him on the cheek." Uh, in the audience. BJ Penn, I think. Yeah. 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 He's yeah. like, BJ's right, I did. I hired the guy in the audience. Yeah, I was like, I hired the guy to kiss him. Yeah. Because <laughs> they, they kept saying about the Vaseline, like, like oh, that's right. Slipped out. corner put the, put the Vaseline on him. And I'm like, okay. Which I think, like, they showed. But, like, he's like, I hired the guy to kiss him. But also, like, GSP is funny when he gets accused of cheating, too, because, like, he was on G- uh, Joe Rogan. They were like, they were saying that he was on steroids. And it was like, Yes, I I took gamma ray and I became the Hulk and I so had a hard time. Whatever I was like, such a oh, nerd, so such a fit fucking nerd. All right, um, thank you, Decrons. Here's uh, here's Rhino's question. Oh. Hey, Houston Lee, it's Big Homie Rhino from the Combat Sports with Rhino podcast. So I asked this question on a Twitter space that I was on fairly recently and the uh, the idea behind it was if Kaikara France had won that interim belt that means that City Kickboxing would have three UFC champions under their umbrella with Izzy and Volk and then Kaikara France he didn't but it got me to thinking you know we go we go back to Militich fighting system you go back to AKA ATT there's very few examples of a gym having three current UFC champions on their roster do you think that even with the explosion of talent that there is across the entire landscape of MMA that at some point we are going to see this again where we have three current ufc champions all uh training and working out of the same gym really looking forward to hearing you guys answers love you guys love the show talk to you later peace three yes you think you think what's his name can do it huh who uh fucking what's his name connor's coach i'm just kidding (laughs) John Kavanaugh, fuck you. No, no uh, no. what's his name? Uh, uh, Volk's going to be Oliveira, and then, then we'll have, they'll have three belts. They'll have Volk with two and Izzy with one. Mm. You think you think Volk's going to be? Actually, that's a tough fight. I don't know if I'm picking Volk. I think maybe Oliveira can. Well, we so, got, we really so got to see. But like, I don't know. We really got to see the Chamaya. That's already said, yeah? The. What do you mean? Not Chamaya. Who's been um, in Leon are fighting next week? No, no, I know. Um, who's uh, who's Oliveira signed uh, signed to fight? He, oh, uh, Islam. 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 Yeah. So we got to see how that that plays Chimaev. out. Um, I was like, I was like, Chimaev's fighting Nate Diaz also. Yeah. That fight's There's not so many, happening. So many interesting fight. fights that are coming up. Um. Anyway. Uh, um. You know, this is the media episode. That to, to go back to to Ty's question. The interim fight between Brandon and Kai, kind of legitimate. Like it definitely was quick, but like Figgy's injured. Yeah, they were supposed to have the trilogy, and I think the division needed a fucking break. They needed a title fight that did not involve both of those people, 
it still was Moreno, but can't believe the part four is coming. I think that's a record for consecutive title fights from someone who is not um, the champion in all those fights. Like he was the contender. There was a draw. Then he won. He was the champion. Then he lost. Went in as, you know, kind of a contender going for the interim belt. Yeah. <laughs> and now he's going to be the interim champion in his next one. Like going for the, going for the real belt. Unify. Um, yeah. You go to unify the title. I, uh, I definitely belts. can happen. You know, AKA, I'm surprised the American top team hasn't done it. Like they definitely had, well, no, they had, they had Joanna, Robbie, and Amanda at one point because Joanna was the champion like for mm. a while. Robbie Lawler was the champion when Amanda Nunez won her belt because she won in 2016 against Misha and he didn't lose his until that year. He lost it right after UFC mm-hmm. 201 when yeah. he got knocked out by Tyron Woodley. Tyron Woodley. So for yeah. that brief moment in time, they had three champions because Joanna was still the champion until 2017 when when Rose knocked her out. So Joanna was the champion. I think she got her belt in like 2015 or whatever, 2014, probably 2015. I think it was 2015. Um, had it all of 2015 and 2016, and goddamn. Amanda Nunes won her belt in 2016. American top team had three champions for a month. Yeah. Um, and then what's his name had the, uh, had uh, the coach? I mean, I guess that's different, though, as far as, like, usually the coach trains at the same gym with Kamara Usman and um, – who was it? Uh, maybe not Kamara. Henry uh, yeah, Henry Yeah, because Henry Hoof had Rose, Kamara, and then I think – Oh, Trevor Whitman. Trevor Whitman, yeah. But he's Sorry, a because Camaro switched. Yeah. So, but were you talking about Gaethje or? Yeah, I was talking about Gate because Gaethje. Uh, but I don't think Gaethje ever ever won the the title. I know that, but I just mean interim. Yeah. So. But it's all. But it's. But at that time, Rose wasn't champion. At the time, Gaethje was interim champion. Rose was not champion. Oh right, right. But that's it. Like, yeah, I guess that his small gym. That it is the same gym. It's just a small gym in denver they yeah. have two champions now currently tomorrow yeah. and rose yeah oh no she just lost it to carla i forgot that fight happened fuck you carla sparza oh. oh. also oh yeah that's right fuck just, carla sparza because she keeps saying that she's not gonna fight Wei because she's an idiot wait who said she's not gonna fight Wei carla carla said i she she's on my timeline carla was like yeah and i was like it was like you suck <laughs> Yeah, Carla may be the most hated woman in MMA. She might be the most hated woman of all time. Not Marjorie Taylor Green, or whatever the fucking dumb bitches. They hang out with each other, so yeah, yeah. Misery loves company. Perlie Hernandez, Marjorie Taylor Green, and Carla Sparza get pedicures together. They sure do, and they talk about how great they are together. Marjorie Taylor Greene doesn't get pedicures. She's a fucking Mom terrible lady. at hygiene. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> should not be saying that. Let's no, keep shouldn't be. Yeah, let's get canceled this episode. I don't care. Yeah, the canceled episode. Uh, yeah, we come back. We come back from hiatus. Doesn't take another hiatus. <laughs> yeah, for fucking years. Juice comes back for two years. Like, hey, I'm sorry what Leo said that last time, but we're canceling him. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. uh, he's a really good friend of mine. We had to cancel him, and uh, I don't have his back. And I was like, perfect. 
<laughs> We're still friends just on the pod. I had to get rid of yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I can't be affiliated with you, bro. But like, and then you my get boy. canceled for saying that. Right. Um, all right. Thank, thank you, Rhino. Definitely check out Rhino's podcast. Usually we're recording like right when Rhino has like uh, an interview lined up and I'm like, yeah, check out this interview. But like, we're, we're, off, we're so off on our schedule. Like, I don't even know what the fuck. What day? You should listen there? to Rhino's show for, for the question that I sent in. I sent it in yesterday when I got the news about Trunchbull and I was mm-hmm. like, hey, oh, what did I say? It was so good. I'm tuning my own horn. I was like, I was like, I just got this casting notice, but I can't make it public. Even though I tell them the podcast, but there are people that don't listen to the podcast. But I was like, I can't make it public because they haven't announced the cast. And maybe think of like when fighters can't announce their fights or they like don't want to disclose their pay. It's like, just tell people, just fucking say it. It's giving, gonna give people power, or whatever. Um, I feel like he's gonna have a real interesting answer. And uh for time, yeah. So thank you, Rhino. Um, here's the next question. Wow, I'm just like bad at segues. <laughs> like, What's oh. up, guys? It's your boy T Cross. Important question here. Um, the the official UFC rankings have Kamaru Usman ranked number one pound for pound. Um, now he's great and all, but let's be honest, his title run ha- he has not faced the caliber of opponent that uh, Volkanovski has faced, and. Uh, I think it's time that we give Volk the credit he deserves. I think I don't know what Volk is is ranked in pound for pound. He's got to be two or three, I would imagine. But let's stop pretending he's not number one. Usman's title reign has been Colby twice, who has no wins over anybody that that has that is currently ranked, literally zero, and Masvidal twice, uh, with a Gilbert in the middle. Um, Masvidal's a five hundred percentage fighter. Um, Volkanovski is number one pound for pound. Fuck you. Uh, agree. Not much to say, but I agree. I, like, I swear I've been saying they... this. We're talking about like, okay, yeah, skill wise, Kamaru definitely deserves to be a pound for pound. But like, we're talking about resumes and title run. Like, Volk yeah. is the shit, dude. I I swear they switched it for a second. I I, I think I remember there was a press release about it. ESP. I was, I was just going to say this. ESPN came out and said that the, he's the, or maybe it was MMA fighting. It might be MMA fighting. Some like website that is important in MMA um, ranked Volk pound for pound number one. It just wasn't the UFC's official pound for pound rankings. Okay. It's yeah. like a, a rating by a, a rating by a credible like MMA journalism website, like MMA fighting or e- ESPN. And that's debatable because they're owned by UFC. So they're kind of like, you know, you know, ESPN is ESPN is very. Did I just say shitting debatable. in the same bed. I'm thinking of like, don't eat, eat where you poop or whatever. <laughs> and shitting in the same bed. Yeah, ESPN UFC are shitting in the same bed. But uh, what I was gonna say is, I'm so confused. Uh, <laughs> that holds just as much weight, if not more, as the UFC's official rankings, in my opinion. Yeah. Because I mean- so fucking, if you look at the Raiders of people, they're like not real people. Yeah, and also like just Volkanovski winning against Max and Max being with his yeah. his you know he's a, a former he's a, champion in his own right and he had a good title reign. Yeah, Max and, is on the pound for pound list and is not a champion. That's exactly. how fucking that's what Max is, and like not for nothing, Brian Ortega 
it like has like he's a wins wins in the top five, including Korean Zombie, who was also Volk's last opponent. Like, yeah, I don't know. And strength of schedule too matters. Like Volk, there, yeah, there is no, there. there is no question. The people that that uh, Volkanovski has beaten, yeah, yeah, he's definitely. I, I that's what I think personally. We'll, and we'll see. I mean, hey, I don't know if we we talked about this. Did you? Uh, did you see that story where Volk said where like on the second Max fight, the one where like a lot of people thought Max won, he got woken up in the middle of the night by USADA on the day of the fight or the night before the fight. You know what I'm talking about? Like I think I might have heard that. Yeah, he told the story on the presser. He was like, he was like, I fucking got woken up in the middle of the night by USADA. Like they fucking woke me up and I had to take melatonin. I still only got four hours sleep. It was fucked up. My whole sleep cycle was off, and he still got that performance. And I was like. Bro, Volk might be the goat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I, Volk should be number one. Yes, there's no question. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, and like, and like I said, it's, it's close between him and Kamara. But for me, I give Volk the edge because of the stuff we just talked about. It's mm-hmm. like it's not, it's not like Kamara doesn't deserve to be on the pound for pound. Like, no, he definitely does. But... I also hate the fucking way he talks in general. Can we just talk about this? I, I was like, we were watching the main card in that promo. They were like, he was like, I don't focus on numbers and rankings and who's the GOAT. I just focus on winning or whatever. I was like, hey, shut up. Shut up. Just shut up. Shut up. Hey, bro, just shut be more up, aggressive when up, you fight. Shut up. I think that's a Black Eyed Peas song. Shut it up. Just it shut is. up. Shut up. Shut it up. Just shut up. I do shut know up. that song. He should walk out to that song and be like, he should. this song is about me because I need to shut the fuck up. Okay. <laughs> And Leon Edwards very very like, self-deprecating. Can you imagine like if Leon Edwards beats him? That fucking delegitimizes Kamaru Usman's entire title reign if Leon Edwards beats Kamaru Usman. Can we Let's say see. that right now? I don't think it's going to happen, but it, if it does happen, that's what I feel. Wow. Turn your back on him. I love it. I never had Usman's back, dude. Oh, wow. <laughs> Not that I read Leon's either, but that's kind of the point. <laughs> Imagine him winning the belt. Yeah, I'm the best in the world. Yeah. I think I'm always one powerful bond number one. Maybe I'm powerful bond number one now. No, don't say that, Leon. Well, if I win three, Bobalo <laughs> and I, fuck Bobalo. I'll poke his eye again. Oh, God, his eye out. Come on, get the belt. <laughs> I haven't done it in a while. My, it's not as good. It used to be like, you know, you could close your eyes and think it was Leon. Yeah. Um, thank you, Degross. What <laughs> day, Bell? Hey guys, Dave Bell here. Let's say you were trying to run a business and one of your employees made everyone uncomfortable and hadn't successfully completed a task in over four years. So why does Sam Alvey still have a job? He has not won any of his last (laughs) nine fights and he sickens everyone that sees his ghastly abomination of a grin. Please. Shed some light on this for me. Thanks. Love the show. Dave, Leo is crying right now. We got our wish. Everyone got their wish. He got officially cut? Yes. Officially, officially. But he that, said that, that fucking it, Twitter account, like UFC roster watch, which is like some No, no, it, it was official. He, he talked about it. But the, but the way he talked about it was that he ran out his contract like a normal person would have. But he definitely got his ass whooped. Um, 
Should that motherfucker we... was like tweeting about Roe v. Wade as well. He was like, "Great day, Roe v. Wade got overturned," and he responded. He was like, "Yeah, no, they can't murder babies." Fuck you, Sam Alvey, you ignorant piece of shit. Yeah. Well. Oh, Sam Alvey, where oh, will he go Sam to Alvey. next? Nobody gives a fuck. I looked at my old tweets and found me like cyberbullying him in the fucking fight pick league that I was in with him. Yeah. It's like. Anyway, top. That's that. Uh, that's top level juice right there. Yeah, I was like, "How aren't I number one right now?" Because the guy that ran the league was number one, and he never like you know, like on the fight, well, fight pick league for our Patreon. Everyone's picks are posted. Like you can you could do the math and fact yeah, yourself. Yeah, he didn't. You would d you would DM him your picks. I'm like, hey, just for the record, I don't fucking believe you that you're number one. Right. He's like, I'm the best. I'll always be the best. I should have stayed. In, I left the league eventually, but I should have stayed in the league. I'm like, hey, DM me your picks too. I want to see your picks. I, let me see your picks. That's yeah. a good point. That's kind of weird. I should have fucking. Wait, you said, I'm sorry. You said he was always number one. Yeah. That there's no fucking way. There's no fucking way. He's like, yeah, I'm really good. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah, you're not. You're not. It is my league after all. Stupid. Um, yeah. well, Sam Alvey's cut now, Dave, we, we, we've been away from this for so long that Sam Alvey has been cut, uh, which is crazy to say, cause no one ever thought the day would come. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. uh, they finally heard us, although should have happened a while ago, but here we are <laughs> nine fights in a row, <laughs> nine fights in a row. That's the biggest shit stain mark I've ever seen. They call it a skid, but it's a fucking shit stain. Yeah. Oh, he's on a nine fight skid. Mm, that's a shit stain. Yeah, he full full log in his pants. Yeah, <laughs> full log. One's in large. Ah, got some skid marks. Fucking Sam Alvey. Full diarrhea in his pants. I'm not kidding. He should leave his uh, American Next Top Model uh, winning wife for Justine Kish. Make. They would make shitty kids together. Or, hear me out. Okay, I can't wait. What if Justine Kish is a unicorn? Do you know what a unicorn is? Uh, what is he? Oh. Uh, uh, someone who has sex with couples. That's right. They bring on Justine Kish as a third. Oh. That room will smell awesome. <laughs> I'd give anything to be in that room and smell it. You imagine Sam, I would be like, Justine! <laughs> Happy to see you. Come on in here. Yeah. Let's see if we can pregnant you. I bet Sam Alvey's wife dobs the fuck out of him. She definitely pegs him. Losing nine fights in a row, you ginger piece of shit. (laughs) Yeah. It's like a humiliation kink. (laughs) Apparently. Apparently he does. You know what I used to hate about Sam Alvey too? Like when he would fight. You know sometimes when people have like are like concentrating on things, like they put their tongue like like on their bottom left of like mm-hmm. he has that face when he fights. Let me fight him. Okay. I'm like, don't do that. Don't do that. Well, he's cut now, so you don't have to see his face ever again. I don't. <laughs> Unless he starts advertising for uh, bare knuckle fighting. Mm, would watch him get fucked up in bare knuckle. 
<laughs> I think he'd sell more tickets there. Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be so oh, hilarious that, so that people hate sad. you so much that they want to see you lose in another league? So bad. Anyway. All right. We've got thanks, a Dave, for the question. Thanks, Dave L. The champ, Dave L. Guys, yeah, sorry. Put some respect on his name. Dave L. The belt since the last episode. It is in his possession. It is in his And he possession. may have been wearing it mid-coitus. That allegedly we have yet to allegedly. I was like, Dave, you should put on during sex, and he was like, hmm, I'm too shy for that. And I was like, You better not be. You, you better, better, yeah, you're the champ. Yeah, you're the champ. You gotta let her know. Like, the champ does you know, what the champ wants. The champ. Yeah, uh, but seriously, we're so happy to have uh Dave L and then in the in the fight pick league, you know, glad they got the belt. You know, that's just an amazing moment. Trying to find the question from Shane Tara. Yes. Did I <clears throat> delete it? No. Well, Shintara sends me a lot of voice messages. Okay. And um oh no, I re- I here we go. Here we go. This should be the question. If it's not, I'm gonna put some inappropriate shit on the podcast. Can't wait. Which is won't be the first time. Yeah, no. Question for the podcast. Um, Nailed it. I was listening to the new Jack Slack episode, and he was talking about how if there's a lot of early finishes, it would be a good idea for the UFC to dig through their archives and pick out like an old fight that they can bring up, and then have the commentators um, talk about that fight and like educate people. Um, and you know, they can show WEC fights, they can show Pride fights, they can show. LFA, they can show pretty much any organization that they want. Um, and I think that that is a really cool idea. So I'm, I'm curious what both of you um, think about that. And obviously, I don't think any of us feel like that's going to be implemented soon, but how do you feel about the idea? Yeah, dude. Um, <laughs> there's a couple of things. There's a lot I, I like about that. Um, I'm going to send him a picture so he knows we're recording. Because um, I definitely said we were going to record on Thursday when we had those technical difficulties. Um, I think um, I like the idea. I don't, I don't love it. And here's why I don't love it is that it requires, first of all, something needs to be done about the pacing. That's, you know, like the finishing, like my, my suggestion just, briefly the the prelim fighters that didn't get interviewed cut to them getting interviewed in the back by Megan O'Levy or whomever is doing it that night Heidi Andral or whomever give them a proper interview yeah I think I think that's a good that's a good interview one of the coaches too depending on time or or which what they do in Bellator is one of the things I like about Bellator interview people backstage but like I hate that fighters like or well in, in the locker room I hate I hate when like I hate that they're doing it for people that like have a fight on deck, but like, hey man, if someone's in the locker room and they don't have a fight for a couple of hours, so they have some time, like give them a quick interview or something. I I don't I don't know. But- or or even even more so, a lot of times uh, there's always someone a person of interest in someone's corner, or yeah, you know if I, you can always. Yes. Do, in the crowds, there's always people like you can always pull them. I mean, granted, maybe they're there on 
start interviewing people in the crowd, you open up a whole can of worms. Too. No, no, I meant like fighters that are in the crowds. Um, I, but, f- I figured you meant that, but I even still like. Yeah, that is that is kind of like they're they're countrymen. They're not countrymen. They're, you know, they're trying to watch the event and not have any. It's like when a celebrity is like at a restaurant, like, hey, can I get a picture? It's like, well, my family, we're at a fucking dinner. Like, okay, sorry, yeah. Gilbert Godfrey, today you're so important. And Bro, then yeah, then you'll be like, I you're dead. Play with a guy who doesn't like you know Gilbert Godfrey has that like speaking voice 100% of the time. Had, yeah, he definitely had it. Well, okay. that made me super sad. I miss okay. Gilbert Godfrey. Okay. Um this guy I'm doing rumors with when he gets like flustered as an actor, like maybe not as a human, maybe also as a human, I don't know, but like when when the character is getting like, you know, flustered, he sounds like fucking Gilbert Godfrey. That's awesome. Like I don't know, Claire. Why don't you get from the room? Like, like, it's not exactly like Gilbert Godfrey is like, oh, hello. Like, I can't is that play. a is that the character Lenny? No, uh, Ken. Oh. Ken who plays Len is all like Ken, Len, Ben, Glenn. Yeah, Ken who plays Len at the end when the cop comes in. Yeah, they have to like do the odds and evens for like whoever find out the you know thing because Len has to play Charlie to do the story with the cop yeah. with the ear bandage. So Ken pretends to be Len when they need to yes. interview Len about the BMW. But yeah, that's him. Um, the one that starts to play when he's like, uh, we just came in through the window. Yeah, uh, yeah, Charlie yeah. shot himself in the ear. That guy. Yeah, yeah. Because he's telling the story to like Lenny and Claire. Kate plays Claire, by the way, Lenny's wife. Yes. Um, and who's, which is a great role. And she's great in it. Uh, and he's like, they're like he was like charlie's been shot and they're like oh my god they're freaking out he's like well you listen to me if sergeant showed himself as a suicide attempt. like he's just he sounds like fucking gilbert Garvey when he's like doing that um uh, now just going back to the question i really think like i don't know maybe maybe those, ro- maybe those like maybe those robots you were talking about uh, no here's what i was saying it requires the commentators to like brush up on other fights, like other than the like 12 or so fights they have to prepare for. That's fair. And it also like wouldn't necessarily benefit the people in the crowd. Cause like we've been to events and like it's fucking like boring when there's not a fight going on. Kind That's, of. That is true. Yeah. I mean, it's a good, usually good opportunity to like, okay, get a fucking beer you know get uh food if you're at somewhere with good food most arenas have shit food that's why the mm-hmm. forum is the goat t-mobile arena i also had some bomb tacos i don't know if they always have that place open because that is true, that is true. Yeah. Had, you, like, you're sitting in a lot of silence a lot of the time yeah but that said um i would prefer that over nothing you know but uh they used to do on the broadcast before they did it like when when it was all split up remember how like sometimes they were on fight pass and then it would have fox and like sometimes it was on three uh-huh. different places if there was a finish uh in the in the fight pass prelims and there was like another fin or no sorry if there was a finish in the in the middle one the regular prelims they would show a banger fight from the fight pass prelims in the meantime that was like time frame wise fit in that slot so I right. think it would also have to be a finish because of the time-wise. But I just think they should, like, 
fucking alter the contract with ESPN because it's on a streaming service. I know ESPN Plus has like blocks of time that they want to fill on that streaming service. Mm-hmm. And they're like a network and they sometimes have it also on there. But like, hey, man, normalize moving the pace on these things. Like, yeah, figure it out. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Thank you, Shane Tara. Is that all the voice? It might be all the voice questions. We had some Twitter questions, I think. I know we did. I don't know if I can pull them up now. You should be able to read. Requests on the burner. That's disappointing. Um, Did I just say the quiet part out loud? Maybe I did. Maybe you did say Um, the burner, yeah. Oh, yeah. We have that here. So we have these from the pin oh. tweet from two weeks ago. Yeah, that's what I have. I'm pulling up right now. So we have a question from Sandy Pants. She says, one of the most outrageous conspiracy theories I have believed is that the first fight between Nunes and Pena was a work to inject a little drama into the Bantamweight division and drum up interest in their tough season. What's the wildest MMA conspiracy you believe could be real? That one, I'm so you know mad what? because I commented. I was like, girl, I have so many thoughts on this. And, and can now, I tell you, I can't remember a goddamn one of them. But I will tell you that 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 is a good conspiracy theory. The the idea that it drums up drama for tough, I do like that because I'm sure they saw that their that their numbers probably faded a little bit, um, yeah. or had been fading. Uh, <laughs> wow, this what's the wildest MMA conspiracy you you believe could be real? Um. Maybe that's the thoughts I had. Wildest MMA conspiracy theories. Um, I have the wildest MMA conspiracy theory that I believe is that Nate Diaz can actually talk like a human being. He just does that as part of his gimmick. I like that one. That's a good one. Like when he gets off camera, he's like, my name is Nathan. Oh, wow. My the wildest uh conspiracy MMA conspiracy I believe could be real is that uh Patty the Batty has a twin. No, that's why the fatness after camp. Yep. Bro. Makes the most sense to me because he he his weight fluctuation, first of all, cannot be good for his heart. The way that that man eats, there is no way that's good for his his well-being. Uh, yeah, it's not like he eats like crazy, and I get that. Like a lot of people do, but the way that he, the way that he eats, in comparison to other people, it, it seems pretty problematic of of a diet. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, he's gonna have some some definitely some thyroid problems in, later on in life. Yeah, because. That's crazy. And and the fluctuation of it happening, like, you know, uh, like the three week out pictures and stuff like that. You're like, dang, he's really like, doesn't even look in the same. And then when he gets to weight, he's like, yeah, I'm doing it. I'm like, mm. I mean, some people are naturally gifted at that. Like, you know, you hear about, I mean, someone like Khabib is not, you know, like passing out on the scale and, and having to be hospitalized and, and uh, just people, you hear about people's weight cuts being so terrible, but I guess Patty just happens to be really good, but if Patty had a had a twin, I'd believe it. So I was like, oh, Patty the Batty just his twin goes out and eats, and then he just trains really hard in the gym. I believe it. 
Fucking A. All right. Thank you, Ms. Pants. Next one we have from uh, the homie Struggle Face Tom, her man's. Says, do you think Brandon Figgy 4 happens? I do not, and I'll treat it as a JBJ return. I'll believe it when I see it. No, I think it happens. I think it happens, too. The, the, especially Bro, after... How wholesome were they in the fucking cage? Yeah, exactly. That was amazing. And I, it was like a face turn from Figgy. I was like... What? Yeah, they only make each other better. believe it. <laughs> like, and I think that that's what they both know. You know, yeah. Um. So yeah, I like, I, Brandon Moreno had the coldest line after one of his after like the I think it was the second fight. He was like, he's like, Figueiredo is the best sponsor I ever had. Yeah, got me a house or whatever. I was like, dude, I love this guy. Uh, I can't get the enough. question. The question of when, um, with everything that I mean, I'm looking at all the fights. That we're having for the rest of the year and it's definitely not happening this year i know that figgy obviously isn't bouncing back from anything anytime i thought soon. he said december i thought he said i'll be ready to go in december i remember hearing that about his there was an article that came back like about his injury and he was like yeah i'll, I'll be ready to go in december or something mm. i just warned mm. okay well then great and there's some pretty good ones already set up Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Corey Sanhagen and Song Yudong were going to fight. Oh yeah, that's happening. Right. I didn't uh, know either. By the way, it's a, it's headlining a fight night. Uh, all right. Um, uh, yes. So yes, Brandon Moreno and Figgy fight is definitely one. Part four is definitely happening. And if it's December, what a great year! What a great month! Yeah. And last question we're going to end the podcast on says the real Kevin Hall. Love this guy. Um, what three UFC fighters that have previously not worn a belt do you expect to see pick one up in 2023? Well, now that we're on oh, 20 for next, so for next year. Yeah, for next year. That's hard. I'm going to say it. Chito Vera. I do like that answer a lot. I'm trying to look at the current champions that are here. Manifesting it for my boy. I'm trying to look at the current champions that are here that, that can be beat. Okay. I'm going to say it. Don't say Hamzat. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that with a, with a lot of grit and a lot of determination, I think Tai Tuibas is going to get the heavyweight belt. Yes, dude. I I think I think he's gonna he's gonna move out of the way of Francis enough, and I think he's gonna chin him. I do. I don't know when, but I think it will happen. I I I think if not the first time they meet, then maybe the second time they meet, and that's gonna be in 2023. They might meet yeah. twice. Uh oh, and then um. Now, yeah, yeah, it's Cheeto because I was like, well, maybe Corey Sandhagen. No, I think Cheeto will. Cheeto. Yeah. Anyone else that hasn't held the belt? I'm trying to think. In 2023. Uh, let's mm. see. 
مناف یا آقا Valentina is going to retire in this scenario. I don't think she beats Valentina. But sorry, she beats everyone else in that division. Didn't, yeah. didn't fucking Kaylin Chikini was like, that French bitch can get it or whatever. Damn, dude. I don't even know. Yeah, I'm trying to think of anyone else's. To... Well, let me see, actually. Tomorrow. Let's see. Oh, uh. Hmm. Uh, I think I think Hamza is gonna get the belt. Okay, guys, this podcast is over. Over, yeah. Uh, Thanks, guys, for found listening. Found out that Leo is a fucking Chechen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been replaced. No I'm an imposter. <laughs> uh, yeah, whoever's in the Hamza skin suit is champion. Yeah. Did we say it was fucking Chuck Liddell? Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, so that's that was all the four questions, which doesn't seem like a lot if you think about it. This episode seems about the same length as we've had. So, um, let me tell you that amount of questions we had with that many voice questions, and well, even I would have had even more, but like that was normal in the FWM days. Oh, great! Which you remember. Uh, of course, I remember. Um, all right. Well, you know, we actually do have a little bit more time. I have another, like I said, I have another 20 minutes at this point. So we might as well, we might as well look forward to the next fight. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about this weekend coming up that hopefully you're going to be watching. I'm probably going to be watching. Maybe not watching. Uh, I'm trying to figure out what's going on next week. Oh, I'm, uh, rumors still. Rumors. Yeah. So I won't be able to watch live. Unless it's one of those, is it one of those cards that's no, it it's is not. No, it's a pay per view. It's a seven o'clock. Ooh, maybe I can convince the cast to go to MJ. Can we use like go out to eat like Applebee's or whatever? Maybe I can convince them to go to fucking MJ's and watch the fights. Oh shit! I forgot Miranda Maverick's fighting. Yeah, I forgot right. Miranda Maverick is fighting. Okay, so here we go. Looking at the fucking. Main card starts off with Tyson Pedro versus Harry Hunsucker. Hey, I got Tyson. Tyson Pedro is not losing to a motherfucker named Harry Hunsucker. Let me tell you right now, dude. Agreed. Tyson uh, Pedro. Tyson's my guy, dude. I fucking love Ty. Do you remember the videos that Tyson Pedro and Ty Tuivasa used to make? And like Jake Matthews was there where they were like, one of them put on a wig and they were like spooning or whatever. It was so funny. And like that just makes it sound like gay. And it was, but it was funny. Sure. Uh, next fight I have is uh, Martian Tiberi versus Alexander Romanov. Yep, Alexander Romanov, the Thick King. I think the Thick King's gonna win it. Yeah, dude. Martian Tiberi ain't got shit on Alexander Romanov. This next one is uh, Jose Aldo versus Mirage. Jose Aldo versus Mirage Wallace Wheelie. That was for Wallace that was for Rhino. He sent me, dude, Rhino sent me this fucking amazing voice note one day, uh, like text. And he was like, okay, thank you both for coming to the ESPN headquarters today. You know, we love uh, your show, Rhino. We love your show, Juice. We we'll both want you guys to come aboard, which I have a little quick little test. We need you to say these three names on this piece of paper. Rhino, you go first. And he was like, okay, uh, Israel Adesanya. That's how he says Adesanya. 
wrong, but it's charming. Uh, Marab Devalishvili. And there was a third one I can't remember. And it was like, okay, you juice. And then his imitation of me was like, Marab Devalishvili. <laughs> so it's just like, that's it. so funny, dude. <laughs> and he actually attempted Izzy's full name, and it was like, not bad. Okay. Like it was, he probably Googled it and like read it from the like phonetically or whatever. And I was like, okay. Okay. You did a pretty good job. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, anyways, I'm picking Mirav really. Uh, I'm going to go with Mirav as well. Yeah, dude. Uh, next we have uh, Tale of the Two Douches, uh, Paulo Costa and dude. Luke Rockhold. I'm going Paolo. FWM listeners will be shocked to hear this. I'm picking Luke Rockhold. Oh, wow. Never in my life have I said those words, but I want Luke Rockhold to chin that fat fuck. Oh, that's right. I hate Paulo Costa, dude. He's surpassed my hate for Luke Rockhold. And Luke Rockhold is fucking dumb as shit as well. Yeah, okay. Well, Paolo, I'm still Paolo, going with Paolo Costa. Paolo I think Paulo's going to Such win. a piece of shit, dude. He's the biggest piece of shit, but I think he's going to win. And this may surprise uh, viewers and fans and listeners, all, all everyone. Uh, I'm going Leon Edwards. You know what? Same. Oh, wow. Dude, what if we curse it? I swear. <laughs> I hope we do, dude. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm hoping we put the curse on it. <laughs> That's actually the title of this episode. I hope we put, I hope the, we curse put the curse on, on him. <laughs> I do like that idea. That's good. I also love when the title's at the end and they're like, oh, when are they saying this? And yeah, they're like, yeah. mm, this is probably just contrived. And then it's right at the end. No, right at the very end. Just like Kermit the Dumb. Kermit the Dumb here. <laughs> hey, see a, pup- a puppet show on the Jim Henson lot. Get on your fucking back right now. <laughs> Daddy, Time right for- too. <laughs> Time for me to- <laughs> Daddy's going to punish you for your behavior. Time for me to smoke some ham. Time for me to roast some ham. Time for me to... Going to pulverize it. Time for me to caramelize the beef curtains. (laughs) (laughs) You broke me. You officially broke me. You broke me. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the Friendly Sparring Podcast with Juice and Leo. We're very friendly with each other. We're happy that we're able to do the episode for you. Uh, you can follow me at LeoGH2113 on Instagram and Twitter. Um, send me an DM, voicemail, whatever you want. I'll listen to it and I'll reply back whenever I oh, want. I did. I thought you were going to ask for nudes. You were like, follow me on Instagram, send me nudes. Nope. <laughs> I was like, we know that MMA uh, Catfish will definitely send those to yeah. you, uh, 100%. No, no, not to me, to you. Well, yeah, full smegma involved. And, uh, <laughs> anyway. Throw up, dude. Um, not with the smegma. I can't. Not with the smegma. All right, anyway. Uh, just, if you would be as so kind as to shout out our lovely patrons who make this show possible, we apologize for the hiatus. I wish we could make it up to you. We'll think I'm of something not, I'm in the I'm not going to shout them out. Oh, good. No, I'm going to say, I'm not going to be so kind. That's what I meant oh. to say. I'm going to oh, shut great. them up, but I'm not going to be You're kind. not going to shut them up. You're like, would you be so kind? I'm like, mm, what makes no. you think I'm kind? 
<laughs> All right, we got to give a big shout out to APB, who's been actually holding it down on Rhino's podcast while Dre has gone. Um, loving um, her input on there. Uh, APB, Sandy Pants, Alex from Jersey, T Cross, Fee, Dave L, Jimmy the Drunk, Mix the Man, Anonymous, David Everett, Wholesome MMA, Brian Shea, Dave, a.k.a. Nobby Buckles, Supermanly Nick, David S., D. Crons, Harry Andrew, Cakes, QAR, and Dash. By the way, I'm going to say about Anonymous at my birthday party, T-Cross asked who it was, and I was like, I'm not telling you. I also don't think he knows him because he's you know on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Like, this person has never sent in a question, so, like, even if I said their name, then, like, well, they may have sent a question, but like, like not regularly to the point where he would know. Uh-huh. Or like, I'm, 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 I'm telling you, he's never gonna say. Lock the vault. I always say, like, for record, you can verify. You don't even know who anonymous is. No, I don't. That I was don't. the deal. That was the deal, and he's never gonna reveal the name. Yeah, I'm never gonna reveal the name. Not even if there's a fire. Maybe I'll be in my deathbed, and I'll be like, Leo, come here. Rose, I, I have something to tell you. Mm-hmm. Remember our, our remember our podcast. Remember the Patreon shoutouts. You mean the like, one, you mean the one we did last week? Because we're still doing it. You think I'm dying next week? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, you think we're no. still doing the podcast? Because we're so we've been doing it for so long. We're still doing it. Yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna be doing what we're all even when podcasts are out of date. Yeah. Hey, uh, remember the Patreon shoutouts. Yeah. Remember Anonymous? Uh-huh. Anonymous is 